0: Greetings, salutations, and welcome back to Retrack. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're back on Star Trek: Discovery season two, and we're up to the episode "Perpetual Infinity," which pretty much is part two of last week's. I'd say.
1: Yeah, it could have almost been done in one part. Yeah, that, that was the red herring.
0: Yeah, that was my feeling as well. Um, this one's directed by, and I hope I pronounced this right, but I may not, Maya Vravivo, or Vrevillo, sorry. Um, another quite prolific genre director. Did some episodes of Persons of Interest, Gotham, Titans, Preacher. So quite a bit of pedigree there. And the writers, we've got, um, first of all, Alan McElroy, who wrote the screenplay for Halloween 4 the return of michael myers
1: that's a great pedigree
0: (laughs) so also the spawn movie to be fair with halloween that has got a star trek tie-in oh yeah absolutely though i think four was when they changed the mask so they got rid of (laughs) they got rid of bill then (laughs) probably had to pay him like rights or something he found out (laughs) yeah um so yeah spawn the marine the john cena one Mm. Yeah, also the Marine (laughs) 2, 3, etc. Lots of kind of straight-to-video and whatnot. But someone who's been working in the industry for a long time, Halloween 4 was, what, mid-80s, maybe? Yeah. And then um, teaming up with Brandon Schultz, who worked on the Blade TV series, which I'll admit I never saw it. I saw a little bit of it a long time ago. I remember it being quite notorious because... um, from what I understand Blade was hardly in it yeah like, I can remember there was a magazine reviewing it at the time and one of the things they always did was amount of screen time Blade has in each episode and it was somewhat like 12 minutes out of yeah, 43 bit... it was a weird um, a weird show but anyway there are writers for this episode and as I said like we we pick up pretty much straight away from where we left off in the last one and you get It starts with like an exterior shot, which I think the intent is that you assume this is the facility we've just been watching. But it turns out it's not. It's a flashback, and we're seeing the Burnhams together.
1: Yeah, we're seeing
0: Michael as a child. Yeah, and she's really fascinated by the supernova.
1: Yeah, which it,
0: we know doesn't turn out too well. Yeah, but. and you start seeing the light in the sky that looks like it
1: might be landing. Yeah. And isn't a meteorite.
0: <laughs> no, it looks like a Klingon bird of prey. It does. A Discovery style bird yeah, of prey. Yeah, I'm not
1: sure if I like the Discovery bird of prey. I like yeah. the iconic.
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, it's one, I don't particularly like it on screen, but I've got the Eagle Moss model of it, and it looks better.
1: Yeah,
0: I think. In model for Hom. I
1: think as a, as a spaceship, it's quite nice, but. We already have an iconic Bird of Prey, and I think the Bird of Prey is a brilliant oh, it design. it is. It's, it's one of it the best. It didn't need redesigning. No, Don't it fix something that's not broken. That's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in this flashback, um, Michael's dad, that's Sonequa Martin-Green's partner in real life. Yeah, I've heard that. Which, that that's a little bit weird in playing a dad. But you don't have scenes with her playing her dad, yeah. so it's not that weird, but... It's still something a little bit <laughs> off about that. And then we cut back to the present day. We see that they, they, they do one of these. We've got a flashback, but it turns out the character's dreaming it. Sort yeah, it's sort of
1: like a nightmare before she wakes yeah, up. Yeah, and
0: she wakes up. She's in sick bay. It was all a dream. And she's greeted by Culber, who's back in full uniform. Yeah. Which it was. They sort of said, "Well, he's doing a bit of work, but he's not." Yeah. Reinstated, yeah. Well, no, it was
1: reinstated, but on light duties. Well, that's it?
0: it, yeah. So you find out in this episode later, anyway, that he is back full time. Yeah. Anyway, so the um, the deal with the whole DNA thing. And Culber says, oh, well, there's lots of similarities between her mother and daughter's Yeah, even, though, even
1: though in the last episode he said 100% it's Abs- infallible.
0: Yeah, he was absolutely certain. Yeah. Like, but he was only doing light duties then, so maybe... Maybe he's already, that, yeah, he sort of skimmed it. That's it, that was the test. It was like, <laughs> no, we can't reinstate you fully because you're still telling people a load of rubbish about <laughs> DNA. But now that he knows, yeah. that especially at the mitochondrial level... Yeah. yeah, he retconned it. He's back on duty, so that that's... That's fine. I mean, it's... I think we talked about it a little bit last episode. It's It's one of them things that they do in TV for a dramatic yeah, device. Yeah,
1: DNA is really accurate or not accurate, depending on the story. Yeah, and
0: what you need it to do. Like, there's, um, there's an episode of The X-Files in Season 9, which was when David Duchovny had left completely. And they have this guy turn up who's really burnt and disfigured. And everyone's saying oh it's Mulder it's Mulder and you're looking at him you're going it's not I can it's not David Duchovny under that makeup and then at the end it turns out it's Jeffrey Spender and they go oh, well he's Mulder's um, half-brother on his father's side so the DNA was close enough and you're like oh come <laughs> off it and even Scully who's like worked with Mulder and she's going oh I think it is Mulder it's not Anyway, sorry that I'll we'll save that for our inevitable X Files podcast. But <laughs> um, so yeah, they they hand wave away the DNA thing. But I think again we get some really good acting from Sonequa when she's sort of devastated. She finds out her mum's still alive, and well, she, she wasn't sure. She, she, she isn't sure
1: when she wakes up. She goes, "So it was me."
0: Yes, that, uh, yeah, I have
1: to. So I tell her, "No, it was. It, no, you, you. I remember him right. Your mum was there. Yeah, it, it isn't you."
0: And it's I think she she acts the revelation really well. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people criticise how much she cries and things, but the writers have given her a lot of reason to cry yeah. over these two seasons. And I think she, she does act it excellently. And then there's another great bit of banter with Spock where Spock walks in and she says, What did you find out? and he says, I see you're yourself again <laughs> So I'm really liking how the it is very. It is a very brother sister relationship. yeah. And even to the point now where Pike rolls his eyes at this exchange. He's <laughs> like, oh, "Come on!" And then we find out um, her mother's left behind thousands of logs that she's got to kind yeah. of work her way through and see if she can find anything. Um, Over with the Section Thirty One side of things we see that Leland is in fact alive. Where yeah, it, he isn't dead. The spike in his eye didn't kill him. No, I, it looked like it did. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bad case of red eye. He has very much so. And I, I thought, you know, obviously his eye looks wounded and whatnot, but he's he's got like a, a red light in his eye, like kind of like Arian yeah. did. Um, so we're seeing that whatever control he's doing to people, it seems to have a... A bit of a pattern in terms yeah. of how it takes people over and everything, and they mention here, which I thought was quite interesting. They mention that Starfleet's got seven thousand ships that are active. Yeah, which I don't think we've ever kind of had a number on it. No, I don't think we have had a number for this timeline before. No, and you know that that's fine. It, it
1: makes it it sounds
0: right. Yeah, sounds seven thousand ships at this
1: time sounds quite reasonable.
0: Yeah, and because um, we know there's oh, I don't know if this has been confirmed on screen, but they always said there were 12 Constitution-class ships. And, um, you know, they're the sort of the high-end thing. I don't so. think it's
1: ever been confirmed on screen or, or anywhere, to be fair, has been canon. And if you look at some of the numbering, mm. you'd be led to believe that there's probably a lot more than just 12.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it, the way I'd always read it or always seen in, you know, time books and things is that one seven is the prefix of constitution class and yeah. then it was 0-1 to one two for the twelve, but
1: it goes past 1-2 though I'm sure it does I'd, it have, probably, to, I'd have to look it up it I probably have got does. List. I've got the list at home but I haven't got it with me and
0: that was what you used to tend to get in the decals for the model ships Yeah, so. I will
1: um, make a point of looking out for this ready for next week's
0: episode right well yeah you're the, you're the starship guy so you can <laughs> do some research there and then we get this conversation between Control and Leland and it's the whole thing about Control's wanting to get a human form because they, it can fool people. Well, it manages as the, a Vulcan.
1: It manages yeah. as Arian.
0: and I think it appears as Michael and Saru and Leland himself and Pike over the course it, it, of this episode. Yeah, it's, it's
1: managing as certain people, but it can't convey certain emotions to fool.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: it could manage as a Vulcan because it's very logical,
0: and also as a hologram, it can't go around touching things like no. it. It makes its case that I can send out orders to the whole fleet and. You know, a lot of the far flung ships are going to accept that at face value but presumably at some stage it's going to need to directly interact with people and yeah. so it's next stage of it's plan is to get a human host and it goes for Leland and it kind of justifies that by saying well you're a bit corrupt anyway yeah so. you,
1: you could accept four or five different truths at once yeah
0: <laughs> so, which is a
1: spy I suppose is fairly reasonable yeah buy.
0: I mean, as we were talking about last episode, like Leland's a pretty loathsome character anyway, yeah. And now he gets taken over by the big bad of the season, so yeah. How did you think,
1: feel about how it how he got taken over with the nanites, the,
0: the nanites and it. stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, the whole there was this whole bog thing, wasn't yeah. there? That that sprang up because it says struggle is pointless, which is very close to resistance it's, it's is futile. futile. I never thought that this was a Borg origin story. No,
1: I didn't think it was, but I think it's very close to how the Borg...
0: Yeah, it's very similar. similar. And even the special effects, very similar, yeah. like when it's showing the things moving under his skin, th- yeah. that's very similar to the effects you get in like First Contact and stuff. So there's a definite similarity there, but I know a lot of people were really into this theory and thought,
1: are we getting the Borg origins? Yeah, story? this is
0: where they're going. And I'm,
1: I'm glad we haven't had a Borg origins. No, story like I, I think Borg origins should be something totally different.
0: Yeah, I think it should. And I think the Borg have been implied to be around for a long time yeah. before this. Like in that that Enterprise episode, I know those ones are Borg that have gone back in time, but they send a signal. So obviously, they know, they that, know the Borg is already the Borg are there. So yeah, I can see why people got a bit caught up with it and a bit annoyed that it doesn't turn out to be that, but from a storytelling perspective and from what I want to see from Discovery, I'm glad it won't, to be honest. Um, We go back then, Michael's sifting through the logs and we see Klingons breaking in and it's very much the Discovery Klingons. Um, they're hairless again, which I thought maybe it would have been good to give them hair in the flashback. to imply, you know, if Yeah, they, because this was before the war. Yeah, if they're going with this, we shaved our head during the war yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it would have made
1: sense for them to have hair.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe these two are just... Um, maybe they're sufferers of male pattern baldness, like myself, so, you know, <laughs> maybe they're just happen to be bald Klingons, but I think that would have been a nice bit of continuity to do it that way. And then we find out a little bit more about what's going on with um, Burnham's mum, and it's, she's gone 950 years in the future, or when when she escaped from the Klingons, she jumped 950 yeah. years. So she's about 930 years from where it is from now, because it's been 20
1: we years. We do get that yeah. confirmed, it's 20 years.
0: And she finds that the universe has just been totally barren, everything's been destroyed she says that it was antimatter that was used to do yeah, it, antimatter bombs And control it, was responsible yeah, so it's again focusing where we're going to go for the rest of the season on just what a threat control is and exactly yeah. how it's a threat and we t- we were told about the tether last week that she's got like an anchor that brings her back, and we find out that that always brings her back to this point, nine hundred and fifty years yeah. in the future.
1: Which I find I find this strange. If if it's a tether to your origin point, her origin point was when she ran from the Klingons.
0: That's what I thought. It doesn't seem to quite add up. I mean, the...
1: it's almost like she made a jump and then, or she's made one jump and then she yeah. Ran. Maybe you can jump forward, okay,
0: but yeah. if you go
1: backwards, you you get recalled to where. Uh...
0: Well, there is something that later that maybe ties into that yeah. idea, but yeah, it's, it's not made expressly clear. We we yeah, just got to it. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> just got to accept that she's tethered to this point, 950 years, and then we get a scene on the bridge where Tilly tells us that her second favorite law of physics is every action has an equal <laughs> and opposite reaction. <laughs> But Pike cuts her off before we find out what her first favorite is, which it's a bit of a shame. I think we it's need to shame, know but these Pike, things. Pike
1: needs to do that with Tilly. Start yes, cutting her down. She can't just keep coming out with all the random yeah, bullshit think... every time someone says something.
0: Yeah, Tilly's one of them people. I think. Yeah, she needs a a good strong manager to keep. Yeah. her... I think she're a bit scared of Lorca, which is why she didn't didn't come out with quite all this. A thing. But Pike's much more friendly, so she's she's on one a bit. And then we find again we get quite a bit of technobabble and everything in terms of the wormholes and the tether and everything. And well, it, I I didn't think this was too bad actually, because it made
1: sense with have mm. tethered it to it here. But the universe, there's a lot. The, Power of the universe is pulling it back to the organ yeah point. and that's, and we can't provide enough energy to against that. Yeah, so it's basically we're trying to hold a rubber band back. Yeah, and we can't hold it indefinitely. It's going to
0: go at some point, yeah.
1: and that yeah, that's we're running out of energy to do it.
0: That's what I mean. I mean when I say there's technobabble, they say it in a very roundabout kind of way, but you've summed it up yeah, perfectly. There, it, it, it's very
1: understandable. The dilemma is,
0: is we're not going to be able to keep her here forever. Yeah, we've got we're going to have to come up with a plan. We've got an hour, maybe two. And then we see the other side of it, which is Leland issuing his orders, which we now know as the audience that he's lying to everybody at this stage. He,
1: yeah, it's all for himself. But yeah, and he, he's, he's telling them... Um, but if you actually listen to his orders, his orders make a lot of sense. Yeah, they do. But it's he, been confirmed previously Michael's mum was dead and body had been seen. Mm so we've now got someone who looks like Michael's mum and he's saying it could be an imposter yeah so we can't afford them to no it does it's
0: believable and it's believable that um, I was going to say his crew but we don't see any of his crew apart from Giorgio and Ash really do we you see you see a couple of them sometimes in the background but it's another they've been very background we we haven't
1: needed to know the crew of the section 31 we know
0: them as well as we know Bryce and (laughs) yes And then he's sort of spin on it to get them on side as well. Discovery's not going to be good enough to fight off control if if it gets loose, so that's why 31 has to do with it. And I like that Ash at this point says, well I've got faith in the crew of the Discovery. Yeah. And this is sort of where he goes this episode, isn't it? That he's kind of wrestling with... He's
1: wrestling with section 31 of Discovery. Yeah. His his conscience with following Leyland's orders and how, what they're doing.
0: Yeah and we get that plays out quite well I think for the rest of the episode and um, he even speaks out quite directly at this stage and says I'm not comfortable with espionage against another federation ship yeah. so he's alright with espionage in principle but he doesn't like doing it to his own people which again makes sense and...
1: but Leyland does point out this is what section 31 does. That's what we and do it yeah. And it is what Section and 31 does.
0: It'll, it'll become, as we know from future series, even more what they do in later shows. And Giorgio says you're very res- resolute today to Leland. She seems suspicious already that yeah. something's something's amiss, which makes sense. Yeah, she's sort of suspicious of Leland that he's not acting himself. Yeah, Not, I mean, what
1: well, not by his orders, she's actually suspicious of Leland. Yeah,
0: exactly, of him himself. And... It makes sense, because you don't get to be the Empress of the Terran Empire without watching your back and yeah. being suspicious of people, so that all makes sense. We got another log um, from Burnham's mum, and this is where we get an explanation, really, of what we're going on with with Terralesium. So, she says that she's moved people there to see, basically, if time can be changed, and she ties it in with Einstein's theory about time depending on the observer and everything and I had to watch this a couple of times and you know we'll see what your take on it was but I I thought basically what she's doing is she's taken a colony from Earth who should have died yeah. and put them on this planet and then she's observed it 950 years later to see if they're, they're, they're still there and the fact that they are still there tells her that time can be changed, yeah. it can be malleable, you know. The, <laughs> those people were meant to die, but her actions prevented it and she did that through time travel. So yeah, To so her this seems to say the future's not the set. The future's
1: not set. So in that in that case she can see that um what control how controllers have destroyed the galaxy that she can stop control. If she stops control in the past yeah. What happens in the future won't
0: happen. And that, we find out as well, that it was her that arranged for the sphere to come into the path of yeah, discovery. so the... Not quite sure how she did it, but she did, so...
1: Yeah, I think... Well, I think she... with the signals and all that, she's been manipulating where they've gone a few times, hasn't she?
0: She has, but then we find out later she's not responsible for the signals, but... Well, that's... <laughs> well, that we, uh, again, we're... We'll wait while the finale to talk yeah. about who does what in terms of the Red Angel and everything. Um, so she was hoping, basically, Discovery could do something. Because the implication is that she's tried numerous times to stop control yeah. and hasn't been able to. And It makes sense because she's only one person. I mean, she's got this really cool suit that can move through time and space and everything. Yeah, and she but... seems to
1: have some quite cool weaponry
0: but she's not been able to prevent it, and she's putting her faith really in her daughter and in... In this crew. I'm in this crew, that yeah. They can do stuff. And then she wakes up now, um, so we find out she's been unconscious. Well, we found that out at the start of the episode. So th- this is the first time she kind of comes round, and Michael's hoping that she can get to speak to her, but she actually wants to speak to Pike. And I like that here, Michael's really angry about it, Uh, yeah it's my mum I want to speak to yeah which makes sense but then Pike actually puts his foot down and says no I need to do it and this is the way we've got to approach it and again I think you know we've talked at length about does Michael do too much and is Michael too important to it all and everything and I think it's good that we get moments like this where Yeah, where
1: it, she isn't doing
0: Yeah, where where the captain says no, no. I can understand why you want to be on the mission, but, but you're not yeah, this isn't for you. And yeah, even Michael Sort of acknowledges it. She's like, I'm not asserting my rights as a daughter because that'd be childish. Yeah. So she's aware, really, and she's just appealing to a captain yeah. and a friend. You know, will you let me do yeah. it? And I thought my
1: mum's. I thought my mum was dead for twenty years. I'd, I'd like to see her, which yeah. I think is a pretty reasonable. I think
0: it's fair play. Yeah. <laughs> but Pike's got his reasons and everything, and then so he beams down. And you get quite a chilling line from um Mrs. Burnham saying, "You know, I could tell you more about your future, but you won't like it to Pike, which I thought was a really good sort of callback to what we know. yeah, we know what happens. It's gonna happen with Pike, and you know if that had been all they ever did in discovery in terms of foreshadowing, that'd have been great, but next week we're gonna have a lot more to talk yeah. about on that <laughs> respect. And then this is where she says actually that she doesn't know about the signals because Pike questions her about it. Yeah,
1: she's not responsible for them. Yeah.
0: And what what she wants is that they delete this data now. So um, that seems to be her plan is if we get the data deleted then it's gone, the sphere's gone. died. Yeah,
1: and control can't get hold of it.
0: So that should be an end to it from the way she sees it all. And then we get quite a nice sort of discussion on should we do it and Saru's very much on the grounds that no, you shouldn't. You know, he's saying yeah, it... Yeah. Well,
1: it's like testament to destroying the uh, libraries of Alexandria. Yeah,
0: and he names another one, doesn't he? That's yeah. made-up one, which I like it when they do that when they have something that has either happened between now and when it's set yeah. or on another planet or whatever. And, you know, I, I do take his point there it, and it makes... it makes sense with everything we know about Saru but ultimately they're in favour or Pike comes down on the side of no we need to delete it yeah. because of the, the threat that it poses Um, then during this scene you've got Ash sort of playing with this device in his hand and he turns it on but then when Michael says no let's delete it, he turns it off again Yeah. so I think that's kind of he's making his decision there I trust Michael, I trust the discovery they're going to do the right thing, I'm not going to carry on yeah,
1: I'm not going to steal the date for control
0: yeah, and then we find out though that it's not as easy as just deleting it because something within the archive is creating firewalls and whatnot around itself to protect the data so that
1: yeah, I thought that was quite cool, it's using a language they learnt a hundred thousand years ago or something
0: yeah, it's to like, make the
1: encryption, and we do, and that civilization's been dead all this time. Yeah, that's so we, don't even, we can't even work out the language. Yes,
0: they say like we've not got a, a Rosetta Stone or whatever to actually bring it in and work it out. So, yeah, we're learning that you know you've got a major dilemma, right you? have got on one hand you've got an AI that needs the or wants this data to evolve, but then the data's functioning almost like an AI protecting itself. itself. And
1: well, it, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the data is actually an AI, and that's how we end up with Discovery having I mean, its AI that we're seeing. Could, it, yes, so.
0: that would be that would it make it would sense. actually
1: tie in quite,
0: yeah. And then we get some answers to why the angel came to Spock, and this is in one of the logs again, and it's Burnham's mother saying. Spock's Vulcan logic allowed him to understand her existence and in his different time frames. Yeah. Helped. and Yeah, that's sort of the implication being he could see around the paradoxes. His, yeah, his and dyslexia helps
1: him actually see the numbers in a different way. Yeah. Which could explain why he's so hyper intelligent, even compared to a Vulcan. Yeah, it could be.
0: And then we sort of start nudging a bit further forward on. Um, Spock and Michael sort of bonding with each other again. We get Spock apologizes to her for saying, um, you know, she was illogical or whatever had failed her and everything. And you know, it's nice. We see that they're coming closer together, certainly than they were earlier in the season. And then we get Ash outright refusing to follow Leland's orders, so he's he's picked his side now and yeah. he's made his stand, which. I don't think there was a lot of doubt that he would come down on the side of discovery, no, but, but but it's nice to see the loyalty there.
1: Well, there's always a doubt with Ash because we have seen what he's what he's come from. Yeah,
0: it? it'd have been interesting if Leland could have lowered Vok out somehow. Yeah, and the Vok personality could have subsumed him in in some way. Maybe that's something. Whether we see it in Discovery or whether we see yeah. it in Section 31 further down yeah, the line. It's an interesting... Yeah, it looks it's like has gone,
1: done it at the moment.
0: It, it certainly seems to be, but it's one of them... It's sort of, it, It's too juicy an idea to throw it. Yeah, away. that could still be a... It's like in um, Angel, you always wanted Angelus to come back. Yeah. And when he did, it was always really cool. So, it, it, yeah, I think a Vox story arc could be quite interesting (laughs) further down the line but anyway we're not getting it here then um, we get Pike finally relenting he's going to let Michael beam down because the time's running out he's not been able to get anything out of her so let's let's see if Michael can do it and they have this mother-daughter conversation and um, her mother's got a very sort of nihilistic view you know, she's talking about. I've seen everybody die. I don't want to talk about it. And she sort of says, "You know, Michael,
1: like let's also remember. a mother's seen everyone die, but my mother's also been stuck on her own in a universe with no true. one else for twenty years."
0: Oh yeah, I'm not saying she's, it. W- it wouldn't do a bit of a number on you. Yeah. Um, but it's not the reunion that Michael wants. No. She she wants to reconnect with her mum and then. And mum says, you know, I let you go a long time ago because I've seen you die over and over and over, and that seems to be implying, you know, she's tried this or something similar over and over again, and it always ends with Michael and indeed everybody else everybody else dying and she's sort of at a stage now where she's saying I've got to focus on the bigger picture, I've got a mission, yeah, and I'm trying to save the universe you know, so I can't be worrying about you too much then we get sort of a a bit of a technical briefing about the suit we find out the suit's got limited storage the idea is we're gonna sorry, not limited, unlimited oh, limited in fact, storage. and so we're gonna load up the the suit with the sphere data and then send it beyond the anchor point which Stamet says that'll create perpetual infinity and I yeah. think I think that's what you were talking about. Like, you can go further forward, but not necessarily back. So the yeah,
1: when you go when you go back, you get pulled back to where you started from. Yeah. But when you go forward, you can keep going forward. So the, the, all you have to do is keep it jumping. Keep
0: it jumping forward and forward. Or it might even be that it snaps you back. But if you keep going forward again, it just creates a loop. Yeah. Sort of an infinite loop or something. I mean, again, it's one of those, again, where there's all the techno babble and whatnot, and then, you know, maybe it makes sense on a quantum physics level or what have you, but.
1: Yeah, maybe when this goes out, Dr. Squee who is the Time Lord of Leonardo, could explain this a bit better to us on their Facebook page.
0: Well, I don't know. The Doctor never really explains it that well. (laughs) He does. He always says it's (laughs) timey-wimey. Timey-wimey, true. But yeah, so this is a a timey-wimey thing. But it's like we were talking about earlier on. The science of it might not make crystal clear sense, but... For what it means in terms of our story, yeah, it does. It, it works. We know that this will this will work, and this is it, the chance to get Earthies rid of it.
1: Get the data beyond control, scrap yeah, forever.
0: Which is all we need to know as viewers at this stage. And yeah, we'll let other people worry about the physics of it because yeah. that could make your head hurt a little bit. And you know, they, they tie back as well. We've got the dark matter that we extracted from the asteroid back in the first episode of the season. Um, we're going to use that to transport Mrs. Burnham into our. We're going to basically snap the tether, we're going to beam her away, Beamer and away. she'll be able to stay here. And the suit will go. And off the of suit, its way. suit will go back, and it'll create this loop, and yeah. everything will be hunky dory. But we're not at the end of the season yet, so it's obviously not going to yeah, work out quite, quite right. To still. So, back with section 31, Leland asks Giorgio now to sabotage the suit um and he kind of plays on her need for power he's saying you know you were the most powerful woman in your universe but gabrielle burnham in this universe can go anywhere any place anytime and she knows so many things about the future so you're not the most powerful woman in this universe and i think he thinks that that's going to be enough to spur Giorgio on to, yeah, to do what he wants yeah, her to do.
1: Giorgio's a lot smarter than Yes, yeah,
0: she is. I and don't
1: it, think he can play Giorgio. No. Or not I, that easily.
0: No, you wouldn't You won't like to try either, I don't think. And then he says there's an unacceptable risk, to, or she poses an unacceptable risk to the larger mission, which Giorgio sort of bristles a little bit at this. There's something about the phrase stands out to her or she's yeah. not happy about it and we know that she's been suspicious anyway so but she leaves to all intents and purposes she's saying she's going to do what Leland wants which is basically stick this device down there and it's the same one that Ash had that he decided not yeah, to use and it's
1: like to intercept the transmission Yeah,
0: it? it's going to intercept the data transmission but then it's going to explode and kill um, Michael's mum so that seems to be their plan and then Giorgio sabotages the cameras and she gets down there to talk to her and then we get from Michael's mother she says that she's seen that Giorgio sacrifices herself in some versions of the timeline yeah,
1: sacrifices herself so many times to save Michael
0: and Giorgio sort of waves it off and says oh you must be thinking of
1: yeah can apart no. from
0: this universe, but I don't think she is. No, I don't
1: think she is.
0: I think, you know, the there is a bond between the yeah, 2 and... like, I
1: think we've seen a few times, haven't we, where she's sort of stuck up for Michael and yeah. stuff already, so she might not like to admit it but No.
0: But and I think deep down she knows that it, yeah. it's her that's done it. She just doesn't want anyone thinking yeah. that she's gone soft or whatever she sort of she ends up saying the same thing that Leland said about being a, a threat to the bigger plan and everything and that's when Giorgio twigs and she confronts um, sorry she contacts Ash about it
1: yeah to go check
0: on Leland yeah and she says this is going to test our relationship but I will kill you if you betray <laughs> me <laughs> which you know yeah. that fits in with her character yeah.
1: And it it isn't an empty threat coming from her. No, no, I'm absolutely
0: (laughs) sure she would do. And then, yeah, it's... This is sort of taking us to the end of the episode, so... um, Michael's mum likes the idea, likes the plan of we'll upload the data to the suit, but she wants to be there, go with it, to make sure it stays awake from control. So she's not willing to let go at this stage and to hand it off to other people completely, it's something that she still feels she has to do herself and then you do get this connection finally between the two of them where she's telling you, you know, I saw you graduate. Yeah, I
1: saw this, I saw I saw you in your white dress, I saw you when you first arrived on the Shenzo. Yeah, I was there for this, I was Yeah, and you find out that she, she tried to be offhand with her originally, but there you find out that all this time she's she's actually followed Michael's life.
0: That's it. I mean... She's been a mother. Well, that's it. She couldn't
1: interact but she still made sure she was there.
0: Yeah, I mean, she told us earlier she's seen her die, but... Yeah, what Michael didn't realise and what we didn't realise is she's seen her live as well, yeah. she, she's she been there and watched it all, so...
1: Which I thought was quite nice It
0: was, yeah, and it's good and it's good that they get a moment to yeah. sort of bond with each other
1: And we got some more crying, and I think the crying was quite acceptable in,
0: It was, in, in, in the context, time. absolutely yeah. and they both did some good crying as well They did,
1: it was some very not, good
0: crying Not just Sonequa, you know Guest stars can cry too yeah. and that's absolutely <laughs> fine <laughs> And then Jojo deactivates the upload and then Ash confronts Leland and we see we see it from the back don't we? And it's like he's got his face opened up yeah. or something. It's really I mean, we don't see the front of it cause that yes. would have been even more freaky. Well, we but do actually see the
1: front eventually.
0: We see it once it's sort, sort of all come well, back together, yeah. yeah. And then Leland attacks him does a real number on him and stabs Ash Yeah, but he manages to get a message back to Discovery. and
1: Well, he gets a one-word message. Yeah, Leland.
0: But it's enough for him to realise something's amiss, but it doesn't really make a lot of difference, because at the same time Leland pees down. down. And he's attacking everybody, he's shooting everybody. Yeah,
1: like, I was trying to work out here, I think he kills about four people here. Yeah,
0: that seems about right. Yeah,
1: like if it had been the original series it would have all been red shirts they
0: would but everybody's blue shirts Yes, yeah, so. but
1: we weren't invested in any of them because we haven't got to know any of the characters so it's not so no, bad but we had somebody die last week that we weren't invested in either <laughs> and the whole shit turned out yep. there
0: was how many eulogies? 4 or 5? 4 or 5 yeah and we get these people dying nothing Well, we have got three episodes left, so it could just be an enormous eulogy to the... Nah. Unless we get it at the start of season three. Maybe so. (laughs) Maybe we'll need a whole season for it. Yeah, I I, I get what you mean. I mean, yeah, he's going (sighs) round shooting people left, right and and centre at this stage.
1: That's quite a nice one where he breaks the neck.
0: Yeah. That looks really... (laughs) Yeah, he's... um... I mean, you know, we've talked about the Borg link, but the there's very much kind of a Terminator vibe as well yeah, here. I've he's, uh, I got
1: more Terminator, actually. More yeah,
0: he's a killer what, machine. Is it a T8, Eight
1: thousand from T two. Uh
0: one thousand. Not the liquid, float, yeah, one. the liquid metal. Yeah, the liquid
1: metal. I got that sort of feel. Yeah, when it like you see him get shot and
0: yeah, and he but he's healing, he's healing up healing at the up same and... time and everything. Yeah, so we've got Leland running a mark and. We get a fight with Jojo. She stops the upload and um, basically gets into a, a fist fight with Leland. Because, you know, again, we've got martial arts superstar Michelle Yeoh. And
1: she does look awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we need to let her have a fight every so yeah. often. And she gets into this fight with Leland. But even she's really not... She's... We've already seen
1: how strong it is as control. Yeah. That it's almost robot like how he is yeah, you know. she's, slowing strength,
0: but... yeah she, she's slowing him Which down yeah she's slowing him down It says a lot about
1: her skills yeah.
0: she's a minor <laughs> irritation really rather than anything yeah. a huge threat to him and then you get basically the realisation they've got to let um, Michael's mum go at this stage they're not going to be able to beam to her out to
1: finish the mission but what? they
0: are going to have to get rid of the suit and that'll mean she'll have to go with it and we do get that they say I love you to each other and the wormhole opens and sucks everybody back up. Yeah. And the good guys manage to beam out with Leland down yeah.
1: there. Very quick response, beam us out.
0: And destroy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> it gets absolutely destroyed by the photon torpedoes and everything. But we do find out two things. Leland managed to beam up. Yeah. And Ash managed to get out of the thirty-one ship on an escape pod, so we've we know those characters are both still alive. Yeah. At this stage, and we
1: also know the cat track the section thirty-one ship because it's masked its warp signature.
0: Yes, yeah. So we've got the setup for where we're going to be going in the next episode, and we finish with almost sort of the a culmination really of the bonding arc that we've had between Spock and Michael you get a nice scene where he goes to see her and he's assuring her that nothing's set in stone, they can change things, something can be done and they go have a game of chess and he uses basically a chess metaphor, you know he says the board is yours, meaning take the first move but also the next move is yours, this is where do we go from here sort of thing so I've seen
1: them play chess before. Where, have, when yeah. he was disturbed, it just sort of threw it aside. Yeah, but they obviously do play chess. To sort yeah, they
0: they've come from it almost been a confrontational thing before that. Michael wanted to play chess, but now they, they've sort of come together as brother and sister, yeah. and they can share this moment, which and is nice.
1: Each other, but yeah. it's obviously something they've done for years. Is play yeah. chess together and bounce off each other with it. yeah,
0: exactly. And it's it's a good place. To leave them going into, you know, I know it's not the finale next week, but, but we're, we're, we're getting there. We're
1: going into finale. Yeah, we're, we're in the, the
0: we're in the end game, the end game act three of the story kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, it's a good place to leave with them. Overall, I think I enjoyed this one more than last week. Yeah, there a was lot a, more. a bit more going on in this one. Yeah, but
1: I think one other thing that we should say, like with the people that we hadn't got to know who got killed. Bryce survived. Bryce go Bryce! Survived.
0: You're gonna start like a Bryce fan club. I am. Yeah. It will be a thing. It's it's like one of the music fans who you get are always like, "Well, my favourite is the bassist." You know, our favourite character is Bryce, the one who we know nothing about. Um, yeah, I I think, and you touched on this earlier on. They, I think, with a bit of judicious scripting and editing. We could have done last week's episode and this week's episode as one.
1: Yeah, a lot of last week's episode was a red herring. That it was Michael. Yeah, and DNA is one hundred percent accurate until we got to this episode. And then, oh well, it isn't always one hundred percent accurate.
0: Yeah, and it yeah, it last episode sort of went from point A to point A. Yeah. Whereas this, we actually get to point B. So I yeah. think you know you could have you could have had the opening to last week's episode we had
1: two 45 minute roughly episodes you could have probably cut a couple of bits out yeah a bit of the red herring stuff out and put together a lot a really strong yeah it could have just been one episode and because it's streaming the it, it isn't set in stone how long it has no, to No, they've be. got the
0: freedom to, if we want to do an hour episode, we will. Yeah. I think one of the season one episodes is only about 36 minutes. Yeah, you know, but said, then we've
1: had episodes slightly over again, Yeah, hours, so. so
0: there is the option to do that. And, you know, for me, the teaser of last week's episode could have finished with, it's your, your mother, Michael, in the DNA. And then by 20 minutes, half an hour into the episode, we get her mother there. And then the events of this episode could have been condensed down to yeah. half an hour, and it'd have been a bit pacier I mean, you know, I, the, I don't think it's that ba- bad this television. Week's epi- this
1: week's episode's all right with its pace. I thought last yeah. week's episode was a bit slow. A bit slow.
0: Bit... That's what I was gonna say. Like, it, it's not bad TV,
1: but it's like in streaming right now, we do watch the whole thing yeah. over and over. But if you're going back to pick an episode just watch on its own you wouldn't pick that episode no
0: it's it like we said last week it's there a bit
1: like having the whole next generation and going no I know which I want to watch let's watch Justice
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked Justice when I was a kid when I was a kid I did so I think I identified with Wesley when I was a kid and then <laughs> grew to hate him as I got older as everybody does and I like I like at the end of Justice where Riker makes an awful speech where he's like, I guess justice isn't as simple as a rule book. <laughs> and then Picard's like, Well, said number one. You know, it's oh yes, it's it it's not a great episode. It's not brilliant.
1: Yeah, I've just started uh, my chronological Watch has reached uh, TNG season one.
0: Ah oh, well you'll be having lots of fun then with Justice and Home Soil and Yeah, there's some belters in there. Yeah. Anyhow <laughs> So you know, overall, I think we could have done this as one episode instead of two. I don't think the bad in and of themselves. This episode you know, this I think stronger, st- a lot stronger. But we we've sort of got over that hump now in terms of moving the story along. And you know, we we are speaking from the perspective of having seen the rest of the season. We're in for three really good episodes yeah. now. So gonna look forward to chatting about that next time is there anything else i think we've covered it right we'll we'll leave it there then for this week if you want to get in touch with us check out our facebook group we're both on there um loads of other people on there as well we get, we get yeah. quite a few memes going on but um yeah we're always no, don't
1: mind that we've got other people post things from the Star Trek universe we're always happy to anybody on on the Facebook page is welcome to post anything Star Trek related
0: absolutely, get it on there and if you want to so to find that you just need to search for Retrek on Facebook, the group will be there if you want to get in touch on Twitter we're at RetrekPod and if you want to send us an email we're retrekpod at gmail.com and then next time we're going to talk a little bit more about Captain Pike I think.
1: Yeah, I think we have quite a good Pike episode.
0: Yeah. So thanks My for back. trekking with us this week. <laughs> we'll see you again on the re Thank you. Bye bye.